Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Happy new month, November 2nd, 2021, and today is election day. Oh my goodness, thank you for reminding me. You don't need to know. I don't need to know. Oh. Why is that? Uh, you do not have anything to vote for. I do not. No. You do. I do. So, yeah. what's, on, what's on the ballot today? Well, in the uh, city of Jackson, we have the, uh, the mayor race. Okay. We have two people, John Wilson and Daniel Mahoney, two that made it through the primary. They are competing to be Jackson's next mayor following the decision by Derek Dobies not to seek re-election. And we have uh, ward races for council members in wards one, three, and five. And we have uh, just two of those three with uh, competition. And we've got uh, Columbia School District looking to uh, raise money for a sinking fund. And Waterloo Township wants to uh, increase millage for police services. So that's it. Although, if you live in Jackson County, you may be in a school district that's outside of Jackson County. Uh, Marshall, Leslie, North Adams, Jerome, they all bleed into Jackson County. And all three of those school districts have uh, millage or bond requests today. So not a lot. Not a lot of people in Jackson County have a reason to go to the polls. I know, and I, I, I don't like that because voter turnout is always so, mm -hmm. so weak. Um, so hopefully uh, people come out. This will be the first time we've had a new mayor in quite a long time, mm -hmm. maybe seven, eight years. I don't know. I don't know. A long time, so mm -hmm. it'll be interesting. Who are you voting for? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brandon, who are you voting for? I'm not going to tell you. Jeez. Your, uh, your vote is your, uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a private decision. Yeah, right. Okay. No, that's fine. You don't have to tell me. I would tell you if I was able to vote. You would? I All right. Would. If you were able to vote, who would you vote? Well, I can't, so I haven't given it enough thought to give you a uh, thoughtful answer right now. So we will definitely let you know tomorrow. And I like to, uh, I like the political victory parties. Um, yeah. I like those. Yeah, those so are. maybe I'll pop by some of those. Uh, yeah, we'll find out where those. I think John Wilson will <coughs> he'll be at the Shamrock. Yeah, there's no doubt John yeah. will be at the Shamrock, and um, we'll have to uh, talk to Daniel to see where uh, him and his team will be. I think last time it was at uh, Bellinotte. Okay. Maybe? Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll know um, today uh, who wins. But during the primary, uh, we didn't know till after midnight. That's right. And yesterday, uh, the public information officer for the city, Aaron Dimmick, said, "Please do not, please do not call the clerk." Uh, for results. And I think you were one of the ones calling the clerk for results. Well, I was. Because I was where are these results? It's taking so long to <laughs> You were, you were staying up to try and put on our website who won, and I think you had to give up, didn't you? Well, it was like after one in the morning that they <laughs> put the votes up. I don't know what took so long. Uh, we did find out that there were some issues. That was the answer. There were some issues. Uh, 37 degrees right now in Jackson. Uh, got down to 36 last night. And we have the potential for the first freeze of the season. Tonight we could get to freezing. And with that, did you know it snowed in Michigan yesterday? I heard about that. Mm -hmm. Yes, this oh. is from uh, Channel 10 uh, meteorologist Andy Provenzano. And this is uh, on 75 and M32. Where's wow. this? Gaylord? Gaylord. No, thank you. <clears throat> yep. Uh, yeah. The weather service says that there is a chance for snow showers this evening into the night to be heavy enough in some locations for minor accumulations on grass and slick roads on bridges and overpasses tonight. Wow. Yeah. So here it comes. Hey, big day. The uh, CDC is going to be voting on whether or not uh, they will recommend the vaccine for children age 5 to 11 mm -hmm. today. So we should have that information uh, today and that would make 28 million uh, kids eligible immediately for the vaccine. So that will be uh, that will be interesting. And I know there's a lot of people out there who want to get their kids the vaccine. There's some people who are a little hesitant, but we do have 
the COVID cases are up and there's just a lot of quarantine issues, sports issues, band issues. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, do what you can to uh, protect yourself. And Adam and I uh, were able to see a little bit of a firsthand uh, of kind of the what the public doesn't see with COVID yesterday. We were um, we had an opportunity to peek in on some uh, monoclonal antibody uh, treatments mm. and there are folks there are folks lining up to get that, and uh, there's a lot of people each day that are going to the hospital or going to other places to get treatment from COVID. Uh, saw it firsthand <coughs> yesterday. It's pretty staggering. Where, where did you see this? I can't tell you where I saw that. Oh. Yes, the uh, pandemic is still very much with us. Uh, yesterday, the health department reported 239 new cases since Friday's report and two new deaths. Uh, each week, the state reports school outbreaks. <clears throat> Excuse me. As of Monday, 492 uh, pre-K through 12 schools in the state of Michigan, nearly 500, and uh, nine colleges and universities have outbreaks. Uh, in Jackson County, um, nine Jackson County schools have 10 or more cases. A uh -huh. uh, total of school cases in Jackson County as of Monday, 258. It's crazy. It's so hard to get ahead of because if you're a parent <coughs> and you know your child's fine in the middle of the day and then they develop this cough after lunch, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's hard to get ahead of really. And you get a phone call from school. You can, I mean. Or an email or something. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess. It just depends. It's, mm -hmm. it's different everywhere. It's, it's really hard to get a handle on because kids are, they, like I told you, they always look sick. So <laughs> it's hard to uh, it's hard to figure out. It could be as soon as this week if the SC, if the CDC approves uh, the vaccinations for five to eleven year olds, they could start getting shots in kids' arms this week. The uh, Biden administration has enlisted twenty thousand health workers and 15 million doses have been shipped ahead of the decision. I wonder if any came to Michigan. Um, I don't know. Remember Doubt at it. the start when it was like, oh, Michigan now has uh, 1,200 doses. So weird, right, to look back at some of that yeah. stuff. And, and now, yeah, there's definitely uh, plenty for everyone. But I'll be uh, anxious to see what happens if, you know, if this does get approved for kids, which we think it will be, so. Mm -hmm. Hey, you always squirm a little bit when I wanna talk about rivalries, Michigan, Michigan State. <laughs> How about Fox Fox News and CNN? Have you been following that? They always, they've hated each other No, forever. but not like, not like <clears throat> they are now. They're actually, call, CNN mm -hmm. is actually calling out the owners of Fox News mm -hmm. because of Tucker Carlson. That's right. It's crazy what's going on out there. Yes, they're uh, trying to publicly shame Rupert Murdoch <laughs> at uh, glitzy parties in New York. He's been going, uh, making the rounds of glitzy parties in New York, and they've been trying to get him to uh, make a statement whether he actually uh, supports what uh, people like Tucker Carlson are uh, saying on the air. There's just too much money. I don't <laughs> think anyone really cares, and that's kind of the, the sad thing. Those um, two cable networks, it's unbelievable <laughs> how, much, how much revenue they generate. Just Fox and CNN, combined nearly two billion dollars. It's funny and you see things on screen that you know you, you think 10, 20 years ago you'd never seen you know the lower third with the headline and on one of the Anderson Cooper highlights where he was trashing his pal Tucker um, the lower third just said poison in all caps. It's just a cra it's just crazy. Um, that's what again that's why I don't watch the news at all. Just a little snippet. Uh, it's good reason to not. And speaking of that rivalry, the uh, AP Top 25 out this week and Michigan State number five, well, Michigan number nine. I'm surprised they didn't fall out of the top ten. I'm surprised too. I'm surprised they didn't fall out of college football altogether. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't fall out of your chair. Oh. Yeah, the college football playoff poll. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's 30 right. minute special to find out mm -hmm. uh, where your team may or may not play in seven weeks. You may be watching okay. that, or you may be watching game six of the World Series, and I know that you are not interested in it, but the uh, uh -uh. Uh, Astros <laughs> came back following that uh, three games to one deficit, and now they're on the uh, precipice. Uh, their bats came alive in the last game, and I, I think I know you don't like the Astros for their cheating. 
And I'm with you on that, but um, game six tonight. Nice. I'll start watching baseball again when Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame. That's a good reason to start yeah. again. As soon yeah. as we can get that done, mm -hmm. I'll be there. Should we talk about some local sports? Uh, one more thing. Okay. Travis Tritt is coming to uh, Jackson. Really? Michigan Theater just announced this oh, wow. morning. Travis Tritt will be performing at the Michigan Theater February 25th. And tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at the Michigan Theater box office. Country uh, legend. He is right? a country legend. Yeah, we'll Decades he's been performing. Travis Tritt, that is an iconic name in country music. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, give you some sports, our Extreme Dodge scoreboard. And we had some playoff volleyball last night. Hanover Horton 3, Springport 0. Comets had no problem. They'll advance to the district semifinal on Wednesday, and they'll play Concord. Michigan Center, they beat Vandercook Lake 3-0, and they won in three sets, and this was at East Jackson. They'll advance to face Grass Lake on Wednesday. Lumen Christie 3-0 at East Jackson. The Titans will face Napoleon on Wednesday in the district final, and over at Columbia, Columbia 3 Manchester 2, Columbia Central escaped with a five-set win at home in the opener Monday night. The Golden Eagles will advance to face Addison on Wednesday at about 7 p.m. And those are our volleyball results. We have some uh, high school football game times and schedules for you. The district finals, Division 3, Western at Harper Creek. That's going to be played Friday at 7, Division 6. Michigan Center at Constantine, Saturday, 1 p.m. Division 7, Monroe-St. Mary Catholic at Lumen, and that one will be Friday at 7 at well. I am working on trying to get us full live coverage of one of those ball games <laughs> and uh, have not heard back yet, but hopefully we'll be able to do Western at Harper Creek, but no promises made. To be, uh, doing everything in their power, in our power, to um, yeah. uh, get the uh, ability to broadcast these. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because um, you know you get these cameras installed in your gym and you think it's for free, and then you sign a contract mm -hmm. giving exclusive rights to uh, video uh, for a video for a regular season contest to a company that's in another st another state. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing's crazy. We'll have more on that as Here, we go. Yeah. Uh, here's today's Florida story. Oh. I think every day we've got... It's been a while. Super. I like a good Florida uh, story. A Florida educator uh, named Teacher of the Year. Uh, congratulations, uh, first of all, to Carolyn Melanie Lee, high school English teacher. Uh, two days after being named Teacher of the Year, she was busted for uh, child abuse for hitting a student who criticized her getting the award. <laughs> so uh, she was arrested Friday, accused of hitting a female pupil in the face and leaving her with a bloody nose. So the kid went to the teacher's office and said, Teacher of the Year, You're, there's no way yeah. you should be Teacher of the Year. And she went. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So Probably just like that, too. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Yep. Wow, some teacher of the year. I guess the voting on that, uh, <laughs> I guess they don't look, look too hard at that. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, we have some friends that are celebrating a large anniversary in uh, Jackson for over 120 years. Oh, yeah. Curtis, Curtis, and Berlinski. And uh, they're helping us bring you today's show on JTV thanks to the crew over at Curtis, Curtis, and Berlinski. 120 years. It's amazing. It is amazing. Mm -hmm. yep. So, congratulations! It's uh, this month their 120th anniversary. Um, Well-known and uh, respected law firm, serving uh, all of Southern Michigan, right here in, from their offices in downtown Jackson. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've got a busy show today. Who's coming in? We do very busy show. We have with us Roberta Dallenberg and Stephanie Dyke from. Veritas and Manchester Market, and we're going to get started with them right after this quick break.
If you're looking for a high-quality, affordable alternative to the emergency room, then come to IEP Urgent Care's new location in Jackson. It's the same great ER physicians who have been providing care through our local hospitals since 2008, but now with a new location to serve you better. Our ER-trained providers believe high-quality care is for everyone, so we work with all insurances, including Medicaid and Medicare. Come see us on East Michigan Ave. Insurance companies are bragging all the time about their convenient photo app programs. The only convenience or advantage is to the insurance company. On average, these apps short your claim by thousands of dollars. If your insurance company requires you to take a photo to get paid, let TRIPS help. We'll take the photo, we'll write the estimate, so you get paid what you deserve, and we do this at no charge. Even if you don't have us fix your car, we can help. At TRIPS, the right repair is no accident. Searching for medical supplies can be a challenging aspect of the healthcare system, but with help from Brown's Advanced Care Medical Supplies, you can set your worries aside. Our expert staff takes the time to give each of our customers the personal attention they deserve and are trained to find the right products for each individual. If you can't come to us, then let our delivery team come to you to help set up your supplies so you can get back to what really matters, living your life. Brown's Advanced Care Medical Supplies, locally owned, locally operated, locally loved. For over 35 years, Nostalgia Inc. has been Jackson's home for all things comics, graphic novels, and games. Whether it's Spider-Man, Batman, X-Men, The Walking Dead, or even Stranger Things and Star Wars, Nostalgia's friendly staff has decades of experience and can find the perfect gift for that fanatic in your life. With the largest selection and inventory of the latest comics, you're always sure to find something new and different at Nostalgia. Looking for something from years back? Our backstock selection can't be beat. And don't forget to ask about our subscription service so you never miss an issue. Into Magic the Gathering, D&D, Pokemon, or Tabletops? We've got everything you could ever need. Whether you're starting a new hobby, a seasoned collector, or just shopping for that superhero in your life, Nostalgia Inc. is the place for you. Nostalgia Inc. on Mechanic Street in downtown Jackson. At Arbor Manor Rehabilitation and Nursing Center, our staff is committed to helping patients maximize the rehabilitation potential. We believe healthcare goals are best met by putting patients first, and patients are not just their healthcare challenges, they are people first. That is why the needs and preferences of each individual lead the way in how we provide care. I was hesitant. I did not want to come, but then, I started realizing that it was my time to relax and take care of things. My experience here with Arbor Manor was wonderful. Uh, they were very encouraging. People here that I've met, and it's probably the whole building pretty much because I walked around a lot, are amazing, are simply amazing. I don't think I would have recovered as fast without Arbor Manor. They treated me like a princess. Our job of the day being brought to you by Michigan Works Southeast. Over 1,500 jobs available in Jackson County right now. Uh, visit JTV.TV and see our job board. We also see a lot of openings at Michigan Department of Corrections. They are hiring. They have openings all throughout the uh, Jackson prison system. A little later on today, we will have a couple of folks from uh, Cooper Street Correctional Facility joining us. They've got openings for uh, corrections officers, registered nurses, other health professionals, food service, uh, teachers, lots, lots, lots of opportunities to get dedicated and reach success. Corrections is hiring. That's today's job of the day. It's now time to welcome our first guests on today's morning show, the women of Veritas, Roberta <laughs> Dahlenberg and Stephanie Dyke. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning. I hope you like that introduction. It's more yeah. than just Veritas. Yeah. It's an awesome introduction, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like it. We like it. <laughs> so things are going great. I'll, I'll start with you, Roberta. I, I just had uh, two meals from Manchester Market Sunday night. Unbelievable, some of the best food I've ever had. Aww, you thank you. I had shepherd's pie and uh, chicken fried rice. Mm -hmm. Beat them both? Yeah, we split. Oh. We each had oh. half. Oh, yeah, yeah, my wife and I. It. it was awesome. Get a it was bit very of both. good. Mm -hmm. So I'd like you to 
maybe bring me a to-go every Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. brought him a to-go because yeah. we went to Manchester Market on Sunday. And it was, nice. It's awesome. It's a great concept, and it was it's obviously very uh, successful because it was very busy when I was there. Uh, yes, uh, I pretty much go there every other day, and I, I also buy the prepared foods because... I mean, I can't cook better than that, so <laughs> who are we kidding? You know, I married a chef for a reason, but, you know, he's working, he's so busy. I have to, I to buy his food his through, through the market, right. I buy, I, yeah. you know, in a roundabout way. Oh, there's a, a picture of the market. Yeah, so talk a little bit about what this was and kind of what you transformed it into. So this was closed and pretty much like in bad shape. And we got in there thinking it was going to be a little faster project. A little cheaper too <laughs> and uh, we quickly realized how um, how much actually needed done and how much we wanted it and then throughout the whole um, construction we kind of shaped what we wanted it to be which we're not quite there yet but we're very happy and satisfied with with what we got so far the butchery and the bakery are like state-of-the-art and we have a, we have like we're very proud of the people working there and how everything turned out. It's pretty, pretty amazing. And this, this, the city, the Manchester is just, um, all they do is thank us mm -hmm. because it, they didn't have that option. They had to really drive um, a quite, a, you yeah. know, quite a, a few miles to mm -hmm. get to, to any grocery yeah. store. And you really couldn't get anything like what you offer anywhere because of the amount you guys offer. This isn't a run in and, I mean, you can run in and pick up something, but uh, someone like Bart, I mean, they're gonna spend <laughs> half the day there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yep, because you can actually get really good cuts of meats, actually Veritas buy meats from the market, all our restaurants yeah. do, and it's just like, you, I don't know, there's probably good meat somewhere else, but I, not around here, I can't mm -hmm. find it. So it's amazing to go, you can get dinner for that night and then you can get your meats for the weekend or the week. That's what I do, like every Monday I go and I get all my wheat, my meats and, and breads and stuff for all the mm. whole week. And mm. that's the way to go. <laughs> Look at this stuff yeah. here. At least, at least once a week, oh yeah. Yes. The, oh, the, the I, gosh, every time I say that <laughs> word, I remember Justin saying I say it with an accent, but anyway, the <laughs> cookies um, are amazing, um, and so it's very hard to eat just one. <laughs> I would eat the whole bag. Yes. Yeah. It's one serving, right? The bag? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Everything is so fresh and made uh, with so much love that we are, we're very proud. We're very proud of what the product we're putting out there. And Stephanie Dyke, uh, your husband, Dr. Nicholas Dyke, uh, met up with uh, Justin Dahlenberg and got involved in uh, the restaurant business. He's an ER physician. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is, yeah. And then met Justin and uh, took him over to the other side a little bit, more like the business, business end. But, oh my gosh, our partnership is amazing because obviously everything they touch is amazing and they put so much love in it. And we're like family now, so... Yeah, it's great. Yeah. We're very fortunate. very fortunate. Every time you turn around, there's a new uh, Dahlenberg uh, project. <laughs> yeah. And after yeah. this Manchester market, uh, what about uh, market for Jackson? So that's coming. That's called the Goody Bag. And it's going to be in... In the lofts. In the lofts. Right. Yeah. yeah. It'll be awesome for all the tenants down here and the residents that live down here. Walkable. That'll be awesome the, for me. Yes. <laughs> I cannot wait. Mm. Yes. I cannot wait. We've It'll been be a really good somewhere addition. Somewhere we can get, you know, quick prepared foods mm -hmm. and stuff like that to go. It's going to yeah, be great. There's going to be a coffee shop in there nice. so you can get baked goods and coffee. And it's it's a little version of Manchester Market because mm -hmm. we obviously don't have the same kind of space, but all the prepared foods are yeah. going to be pretty much the same. And and you can tell us what you like more yeah. and we'll make sure we have it every we time. We definitely you. will. You know, we are not shy. <laughs> uh, we. Uh, Bart and I both went to uh, Daniel Martin's first uh, uh, show back. You were at that as well. Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. He's incredible. Yeah. Like, seriously incredible. Jaw-dropping every time. Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, so Veritas, you guys have uh, a lot of special things going on. Yes. Um, we start. So, well, you know, right? Um, we can start with Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, what do you think? I, I think, think it's amazing, a fully prepared, delicious meal, especially, like, I have the take of, if you maybe have someone in your household who works on Thanksgiving, 
This is perfect. You grab yeah. it and go and warm it and it's delicious and ready to go. You didn't have to shop. You didn't really have to clean or prepare. So for no. me, I think this is perfect. I don't even know how to do a turkey. So I'm never <laughs> thinking about buying a turkey and doing it And now it you don't have to <laughs> learn. <laughs> you can't even make toast. Yes, I can. <laughs> you start with bread. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, I don't need to when I can go to wonderful restaurants like uh, we have, especially right across the street. and. Um, I've been to the brunch a few times, and that's awesome. But uh, holiday parties, we're, our holiday party is already booked. It's at Grand River. I heard. We're, we're excited about that, but you can take care of everything at Veritas, too. Yes, and we can bring the party to you or oh. you, you are at, with catering. Kate, but if you want to have it in premises, we also have mm -hmm. several options for, for party spaces. And um, if you'd rather be in your own space, we'll bring the, the food and the drinks and everything to you. So well, that's... We're just um, 64 days away from uh, New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah. We're <laughs> having a party <laughs> for New Year's. Okay, okay. so I know what I'm doing. What's the party? The party is on the third floor okay. and mm -hmm. it's gonna be um, live music and awesome dinner and drinks and we're gonna have, you know, all the New Year, you know, It'll be beautifully decorated. Yes, and yes, it's going to be amazing. We're already, I think we're going to start selling tickets soon. So that's coming up. We'll be there. I'm going. I think <laughs> I'm going to go. The lunch um, has been successful at Veritas mm -hmm. and the brunch as well. Um, but I wish the brunch was more than just Sunday. So <laughs> that is actually, yesterday I was talking to Chef John Day and he said we're opening Saturday. He didn't say when yet. But that's that's coming. in the it's coming. coming. It's coming, coming soon and I can't wait because I think Saturdays is an awesome day for brunch yes. because then you you don't feel bad about drinking, you know, mimosas <laughs> yeah. and you have Sunday right. to recover. You have exactly you, you still have another day to like be good and Yeah. I, I agree with that. Now before we let you go, there's a sushi class I want you to tell people about. Um, this sounds very interesting. Yeah, that was our very first uh, Rolling with Bowl. Bowl is our little amazing angel. We love Bowl so much and she is incredible. She's like nine months pregnant and she's like teaching. Yeah, she's teaching that class. I'm like, yeah. Bo, I don't know how you're doing this. Talk but about she, the women of Veritas. Yeah. I know, exactly. she is a true representative of uh, hard work and you know, humbleness, she's really, really, we're really blessed to have her and we'll do anything for that girl. But anyway, she, she taught a bunch of people how to roll and everybody was having, a, everybody had a great time and including Bo. She taught so me how to roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys did a show and then you, I remember that show. Very oh, that's cool. That's John, cool. that's Chef John Day. He was there helping her. Yeah, it was. It was pretty special. Yeah, that looks yeah. so good. The food looks so good. It tastes so good. It's just awesome. So happy Thank to have you, have you right you. across the street. Yeah, we're it's pretty good too. In fact, that sushi is so good. And my son often requests Nick bring it home on his way. Yeah. He's like spoiled. Yeah. He's 11. <laughs> requesting well, sushi. You know what? I guess. <laughs> but he has good taste, yeah. right? He knows yeah. what the good stuff. <laughs> Great to see you both. Thanks for being yeah. on our show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you guys. Roberta Dallenberg and Stephanie Dyke from Veritas, Manchester Market, Grand River Brewery, Dallenberg. <laughs> Dahlenburgers, Green River Brewery. Some other things. Yeah. Bakeries, <laughs> distilleries. <laughs> Coming up next, we have the founder of Grow Jackson joining us, Jacob Innocencio. Stay tuned. I knew coming from changing careers, it was going to be hard for me to get an interview, and I think that's the hardest part nowadays is getting your resume in the right hands and out of how many people apply for the same position, why your resume. She put me in front of the right people, which without her there was no way I would be in the position I am today. They're knowledgeable, they know what they're doing, they really know what they're doing. So they're really able to help you. I would not have found it without them. When Hannah makes a claim with America's preferred home warranty, she's able to choose her own licensed contractor for the repairs. But why does that matter? Let's see how it benefits you. First of all, you can choose a licensed contractor you know, or someone who comes highly recommended. Also, you can choose someone available on your schedule. After
After all, if a repair is urgent, you don't want to be waiting for the warranty company to send someone. You want it done fast. When you choose, you're in control. Your claim is determined using an independent assessment from your licensed contractor. And you can apply your claim payment to the parts and equipment that work best for your needs and budget. Finally, Hannah loves that choosing her own licensed contractor keeps money in her local community, which is a win for everyone. Just remember to always reach out to APHW before starting repairs. It's good to have a choice, and choosing your own licensed contractor with America's preferred home warranty gives you the flexibility and control you deserve. You need a plumber? Grimes Plumbing Company. Licensed and insured, proudly serves the Jackson area with fast, reliable service and competitive pricing, both for repairs and new installs. For fast, reliable plumbing service, call Grimes Plumbing today. And remember, we love water. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. It's our pleasure now to introduce the president of Grow Jackson, Jacob Innocencio. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to have you. Yeah, it's good to see you. It's, it was a busy summer for you, man. A talk very about, busy summer. Talk about how you kind of got started and what happened this summer with Grow Jackson. For sure. So uh, we actually got founded just a year ago over the weekend and spent the winter planning out some programming, building some connections, uh, trying to acquire some funding, and then this summer we were able to put two really nice gardens in, one at the Martin Luther King Center and one in partnership with St. Mary's. And so the city provided the water and space, the King Center, St. Mary's provided the water and space there. Awesome. And then Henry Ford Allegiance Health and Consumers Energy sponsored the King Center Garden and Jackson Catholic Schools sponsored the garden there. And both were great ways to produce food uh, for the community. They were fantastic uh, avenues for teaching, which we knew we were gonna do some teaching, but I don't think any of us anticipated to the extent that our mm -hmm. educational programming was gonna be important and actually has shifted a little bit of our focus in terms of how we're gonna use these spaces in the future. We're gonna redesign them over the winter to make them um, more effective and accessible teaching spaces uh, for young people. So we're really excited about that. Well, happy one year birthday. It yeah. seems like you've been around forever, but just one year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has been a very uh, interesting year. It's been a very enlightening year. Mm -hmm. um, I've been really moved, really humbled to get to come back to this community, uh, move into the city and learn from so many incredible uh, community leaders. I mean, partial to girls, Selena Taylor, YPOP, Diane Washington, Wendy White, together we can make a difference. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, uh, people in this community who have said, hey, you know, we know you're new at this. Mm -hmm. um, show us, I mean, show me the ropes of how the nonprofit space operates, um, addressing the needs that exist, not the needs that sometimes are perceived, which is really important. Uh, learning how to proceed from mm -hmm. a space of equity, a space of social justice has been really wonderful. So you fed a lot of people with the gardens. Yep. Plus you rescue food. Yep. How so does we, that work? So we rescue food from polys twice a week. And basically uh, in this country, about 40% of all the food we produce gets thrown away. 40%. 40%. <laughs> and a lot of that gets it's thrown away. It's about 80% at Andy's house. <laughs> That's not true. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but you're welcome to come over twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what happens is it, some of the food uh, gets thrown away, you know, after uh, we cook it or it doesn't make it out of leftovers or mm. whatever. But about 10% of that is never making it out of the grocery store. Uh, and we know, obviously, especially recently, supply chains are so mm -hmm. difficult to uh, maintain and navigate. Grocery stores have to order a certain amount each week, and they try very hard to reduce their waste because you know, they're aware of it and well right. as their bottom line. What we do is we come in and say, the food that you have in stock that is still good food but needs to come off the shelf for supply chain purposes because the next shipment is coming and there's a finite amount of space, we're going to take that food and get it to the community that day. And that has been interesting. We want to expand that. Mm -hmm. We're right now in the process of looking for a location because we need some more storage capacity uh, to allow us to kind of process the food, sort the food, and disseminate it. Um, right now, we're just working with one of our board members, Marie Rubio, passing the food out at her table, and I think there was a photo of that. Mm -hmm. um, some of that bread in that photo was from uh, donation bakery, Aaron Cole. Yeah. Had, hey, I have some extra bread today. You know, can you use it? Yeah, right there. And we were able to get some of Aaron's bread out as well as some extra vegetables from the garden and some rescued food. And she's at a really good spot on Elm Street. 
and just shares what she can with the neighbors. So it's been a really great first year solution. Um, we're looking for a little bit more uh, robust and routine uh, solution and infrastructure in the future because I think we can really expand our rescue efforts if we can have the capacity to process it. How's the response been? I've seen some of you know the tables here and there with mm -hmm. you know please free take. How yeah. how's that been going? Are people, For sure, people hesitant or everyone doing? No, know? I think people are really uh, happy about it. Yeah. Good. Um, when we had our farm stand at the King Center, we originally had uh, we were selling at a very low price point because we had toured other farms in the country, um, urban farms in the state, mm -hmm. and asked, hey, how is a nonprofit farm? Do you do this? And a lot of people told us sell at low cost. It ensures some programming sustainability. So that was the model we adapted. Mm -hmm. um, me, adopted. That got some pushback from some community members who were saying, hey, you're on city property, you're a nonprofit, mm -hmm. this should be free. And we said, okay, that's what we'll do. We want to be a community resource. We want to be open to uh, constructive criticism, feedback, those kinds of things. So about halfway through the season, we shifted our model to be completely free. And that's how we'll do it again next year. Right. We're going to do a pay-what-you-can model, donation-based for the sustaining of that program because all of the funds that we'll raise there go into our education materials, the coloring materials, the magnifying glasses, all the fun things that help us talk about soil with kids, talk about pollination, buy the seeds to keep the garden going. So we're gonna look for other alternative funding methods. Were you uh, exposed to uh, growing your own food when you were younger? Did you just kind of get a passion for this later in life? Um, so I had a little garden in the backyard. Uh, my grandpa came over with the rotor tiller and help me out, and I never got more than a couple tomatoes out of yeah. it. I was not uh, very good at it. It was planted in the shade next to a walnut tree, which is poisonous for the soil. It was not set up for success. <laughs> but uh, after studying at University of Michigan, I thought I was gonna study genetics. I switched to environmental science with a focus in botany. And actually, my background is more in forestry, but uh, after COVID hit, I ended up working on an organic vegetable farm last summer mm -hmm. instead of uh, moving out to Colorado yeah. and working in a plant lab, and that kind of sparked for me this really deep love of producing food and working with the earth to you know grow food that you feel good about for the community stuff that you know is not going to have roundup on it not going to have any sort of pesticides that are harmful it's good for the soil it's good for the water and it's good for people yeah so you went off to u of m uh, probably thinking you're never coming back <laughs> so. very much so i was pretty certain that i was not going to come back to jackson but i around halfway through college started to really appreciate uh, this community, the value of this community, the people in this community. And I'm extremely passionate about talking to people my age, uh, Jackson Young Professionals are really good at this as well, about moving back to Jackson. I think our best and brightest, they have a lot of uh, things to say about Jackson that aren't always super positive. And I, it's, it's unfortunate because mm -hmm. I think there's so many wonderful things here. The people in this community uh, are resilient. They want to see wonderful things happen. You've got great organizations, great restaurants working on this community and the vibrancy and the long-term sustainability of this organization, excuse me, this community. I would love to see more of our young people come home and be a part of that. And with uh, giving free food away and all the expenses that you mentioned you have, you've got to raise money Absolutely. as a nonprofit. So yep. you've got a, a giving campaign that's yep. just getting underway. We just launched our season of giving, uh, kicked it off on our first birthday. Our goal is $25,000, and that's going to allow us to get a different vehicle for farming. Our donated vehicle is on its last leg. It was yeah. amazing. Airway welding donated that vehicle to us with just under 400,000 miles. And it's been a wonderful resource, and will continue to be. But we want to be thinking into the future and not rely on, uh, you know, working backwards. So we're going to get a better vehicle. Uh, we're going to look for some property. And then, like I said, we're going to try to build out some of that infrastructure so we have some storage solutions. And that'll allow us to do better programming, uh, better education, and increase uh, our impact for this community. Sounds like Grow Jackson's going to grow. We hope so. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of welding on that vehicle. Appropriate <laughs> that uh, airway welding gave it to you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We were really appreciative of that. And you want to have like a, a location so that people, the, like you'll be able to have like a retail operation mm -hmm. and a storage space, mm -hmm. offices. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your goal for that? So right now, we're not so interested in uh, a ton of office space as we are a place to store the food. Mm -hmm. We do have a little office that we're able to work out of, uh, donated to us uh, free of charge. That's really great. And uh, we're really trying to figure out how to expand mm -hmm. and uh, cement that food impact in. Volunteers, that's a big part of what you do too. Absolutely, people can get involved at growjackson.org. Not a ton of volunteering going on this winter, uh, but next spring, come April, we're gonna be ready to plant again and hopefully expanding our efforts. So we're gonna need help removing sod, spreading mulch, harvesting garlic, prepping soil, spreading compost. 
and a lot of other things. So it's going to be great. We're hoping to work with some more organizations. We had some great volunteers with Get Real, the St. Mary students, and the King Center kids, trying to expand that to the YMCA program next year, as well as some other schools. And so we're really looking for ways to get young people in the community involved with that. Awesome. Congratulations on Thank the you. success. One year. Thank you so one much. Year. Yeah. One year. One year. Uh, the founder and president of Grow Jackson, Jacob Innocencio. Up next, it's uh, StoryFest week, the 34th annual StoryFest underway now, and uh, we'll preview the uh, community events that are uh, open on uh, Wednesday and Friday next. Jackson School of the Arts is partnering with the community of Jackson to save the historic Vermeulen's furniture and breathe new life into this once abandoned building. We are creating a new downtown center for the arts where all arts are accessible to all children. Help build the future. Your connection will leave a legacy of bright minds, compassionate leaders, and community-minded citizens. Jackson School of the Arts, nearly two decades of building lives. Get the facts about the COVID-19 vaccine. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective and provide our best hope of ending the pandemic and returning to normal. The Walk-In Clinic at Center for Family Health is providing vaccines Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. No appointment is necessary. Don't delay. Stop in today. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for 30 years. When you need metal, and you need it now, Alro Metals Outlet is here for you. When your back is against the wall, our vast inventory of aluminum, steel, plastics, and more will help you get the job done. Whether you're a professional or do-it-yourselfer, our retail stores are your one-stop shop for metals. You select it, we cut to length, and shear to size, right here, right now. Because when you need metal, Alro Metals Outlet has your back. Someone once told me that every community needs a strong hospital, a strong college, and a strong bank. County National Bank is that bank. CMB provides outstanding personal banking services and is the bank of choice for several nonprofit organizations that serve our communities. It's an honor to be part of the growth of the communities we serve in Jackson, Roseville, Lenaway, and Calhoun counties. And we're proud to help local businesses expand and succeed. CMB is banking that stays in the community. Welcome back to the morning show on GTV. It's StoryFest time and from the Jackson District Library, we have the community engagement team, Anna Clark and Connor Williams. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So StoryFest, what is happening this week? Oh, lots of very exciting things. So we're in our 34th year and uh, in addition to our over 100 school sessions that we're having at the schools throughout Jackson County, our public performances are Wednesday and Friday. So Wednesday at 11, we have uh, Silver Tales with Cynthia Shellhart, and that is at the Ella Sharp Community Room. Um, did I say it starts at 11? Yes, it yes, starts at 11. 11. Thank you. Um, Cindy is a um, world-class harpist, and she will be regaling us with uh, tales uh, related to early music, etc. And she um, actually wrote the book about Scottish harp, so she's wonderful. Um, and then Friday, we have our showcase. And this year's theme is Storytelling Through the Arts. And so we have a wide variety of performances. We have a dance troupe from the Jackson School of the Arts. We have two storytellers, Trey Howell from Cincinnati and Satori Shakur from Jackson. She, or excuse me, from Detroit. She is from the Twisted Tellers. They're a very well-known um, storytelling troupe from the Jackson, or 
Detroit area. <laughs> and uh, let's see, who else? We have um, an old time radio show reading from Center Stage Jackson. Oh, that's cool. And then uh, Lonnie and Clyde, which are a music and poetry duo from Grass Lake. So it should be a really amazing show. That's at Weatherwax Hall at 7 p.m. Oh, I know Lonnie and Clyde. Lonnie uh, Aldupon and yep. Clyde McKinney. Really? Yes. Yeah. Well, how about that? <laughs> They're wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So we're very excited. And so these storytellers are, I mean, famous. They are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, what makes this such a special event. Well, I, and I will say one of our storytellers, we had some virtual sessions yesterday, and they said that this is the event of the year. So it's nice to hear that from a storyteller, but it's one of the largest storytelling fests in the country. And like I said, it's been going on for 34 years. So it's just an opportunity to share stories and the love of storytelling and literacy with our Jackson County residents and especially the students. And after last year, you know, being completely virtual, mm -hmm. it's very nice to be able to be back in person and sharing the stories uh, with the students face to face. So, yeah. And uh, Connor, when you were just a kid, uh, the kids came downtown and went to like the Michigan Theater mm -hmm. and the churches, mm -hmm. uh, Symphony Hall to hear the storytellers. This year, and I think the last two or three years, mm -hmm. um, the, the storytellers are coming going into the schools, yes. right? How does that work? Yeah, so in my personal experience, I actually grew up homeschooled, so my exposure to StoryFest has been very recent. Um, but we've expanded our offerings a lot, so the storytellers go into the schools. Um, during the school day, they have sessions. It's kind of like assembly, um, where you kind of have a captive audience a little bit. Um, but it's great. We've expanded our offerings, so we've got it at the public schools. We've got several Catholic schools. Um, where we're having sessions, and we've got a homeschool session at the Meyer branch on Thursday. So we're really kind of expanding our reach into the entire community. Your homeschool wouldn't take you to StoryFest? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not right. Now, there's a, uh, Connor, there's a lot of volunteers and community members that make this happen. Talk a little bit about what all goes into StoryFest. Yeah, so it kind of takes like all hands on deck in terms of our staff. We've got everyone showing up at a session, essentially. Um, making sure everything runs smoothly, that all the last minute changes get kept track of. Um, we've got a lot of generous donations from our community in um, funding the event, making sure that the storytellers get paid and have hotels. Um, and we've got lots of people manning lunch and things like that. So we're really thankful for all the help that we've gotten from our staff members and our community. And for storytellers, Jackson is like a premier destination mm -hmm. because Absolutely. We've, we've established ourselves as as a, a really big story, story fest, storytelling town. Absolutely. Um, and I, I'm noticing some of the slides that you're showing. Uh, we have storytellers from all over the place. Uh, this year, the vast majority are from Michigan, but Cindy Shellhort is from Indiana. Trey Howell is from Cincinnati. Um, Noah Baum, who is doing our workshop, she is from the East Coast. Um, and it's just really exciting to have everybody, you know, brought together here in Jackson, Michigan to share their love of storytelling. So it truly is a community event. And when's the last time you've seen a harp be, being played? Probably at a story fest, honestly. My mother yeah. plays the harp, so <laughs> yeah, like no last week. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it's old, old news for yeah, you. Yeah, it is old news yeah, for me. But we don't get yeah. to see a harp being played every I was uh, Especially a double strung harp. I was brought yeah. into Not a, that I would know the difference. a story once. <laughs> really? Uh, it was at uh, Parkside. Um, I was there, and there was a storyteller and needed a volunteer from the audience. And I was at, what did they make me do, Brandon? They put. Like they painted my face. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, was that wow. Jennifer Strauss? We were at Spark Parkside. Was this a couple of years ago? I don't know. I blocked it. It's okay. Cool. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a traumatic memory. <laughs> it was trauma. I can't. I was an animal. Was it like a lion remember. or something? That sounds fun, and I really wish I fun. would have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Does this inspire you two to maybe uh, fill in and become storytellers if need be? Oh, of oh course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it is super inspiring. I just, I, I watch them, and uh, you know, I think that a lot of us think it, we have what it takes to tell a story dynamically and sort of capture the audience, but it really is an art form, and these people are at the top of their game. So um, yes, I tell stories to my kids. I'm not nearly as good. Um, I can fully admit that, but it's uh, a lot of fun to pretend. That's <laughs> it's hard. I, I, I know a lot of people think they're good at telling stories, but yeah. they're not. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We all know those yeah. people. Yeah. Yes, we, we do. do. 
They meander, uh, they go off track. You don't have to worry about this at, uh, at Story Fest. No, you don't. You do not have to worry about Absolutely this. Absolutely not. The professionals at the top of their game. And you know, the, some of the classrooms, uh, like Parkside and the Northwestern Elementary, those 300 kids per session. So <laughs> it really is a big audience. Yeah, it's cool. And so it's a lot of fun to watch. And kids who have grown up with Story Fest have become storytellers themselves. Absolutely. Through Jackson, they've launched careers mm -hmm. as storytellers. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. It is pretty amazing. And the uh, nice part about the Story Fest, again this year, it's completely free. Always. For everyone, mm -hmm. including both the public uh, programs, yep. Wednesday and Friday. Let's go over those once again, because I think sure. you need a reservation for, for Friday. Friday. For Friday. And I forgot okay. to mention that. Thank you for reminding me. And that so, is at Weatherwax Hall, Weatherwax correct? Hall. Yep, 7 p.m. And the link is right there on the screen at www.mydjdl.com backslash StoryFest. Um, if you scroll down to the showcase, there's a link to reserve your tickets. They are completely free, but because we have a capacity limit at Weatherwax, we want to make sure that everybody can have a seat. Um, and then Wednesday, again, we have uh, Silver Tales, and that is at the Ella Sharp Community Room at 11 a.m. Make your uh, reservation for uh, Friday, but for Wednesday, show up. And I think uh, Silver Tales, that started as a program specifically for uh, seniors. Correct. Thus the name. But we are definitely wanting everyone to know that it is for all, even awesome. though that it is, the name Silver Tales sort of um, denotes stories for the young at heart, I guess you could say, and I know we've used that tagline before, but it really is for everyone. So um, no matter your age, please come out to Silver Tales at 11 on Wednesday. How did day one of Story Fest go? It went wonderfully. So knock on wood that um, <laughs> everything else goes off without a hitch. But we had our virtual sessions yesterday and it was a huge success. So it was uh, bodes well for the rest of the week. Yeah, exciting season at uh, Jackson District Library with uh, the bookmobile. That's part of uh, what your team does. Yes. yes, very exciting. And I think you've been at some community events. How's the bookmobile being received? Fantastic, mm -hmm. we actually had our public launch um, a few weeks ago on October 23rd. Um, and we had about 75 to 80 people show up, That's like good. kids were walking in, um, and we had games and like 23 library card signups, I believe. Oh, so, wow, that's great. Yeah. It was great. It, it was, was a lot of fun. High engagement. That's so. great. I think it was the balloon yeah. animals and hey, the, the combo. Yeah. <laughs> Temporary tattoos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as you get them in, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Bubbles. It has a bubble machine. It oh, well, does there you go. attach to the back. Oh, perfect. People were excited to get that. Was that was brilliant. Like, yeah. Uh, I borrowed a book from the bookmobile. I'm just waiting for it to drive by so I can return it. Yeah. You know what? Just like tweet to them and say stop by and I bet oh, you they would. Yeah. yeah. That's the joy of social media. Mm -hmm. awesome. Well, thank you guys for uh, coming in today and good luck the rest of the week. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We yeah. appreciate it. Absolutely. Anna Clark and Connor Williams from Jackson District Library in StoryFest. We'll be right back after this. At Consumers Energy, we believe change is small. Change is easy. Updating. Smart. A choice. Change is our company. Your company. Together, we can bring clean energy to Michigan and protect the environment for generations to come. Learn about your clean energy choices and how you can become a force of change. ConsumersEnergy.com change. People in Jackson are resilient, the people in Jackson are generous, and the people in Jackson work together. When I think about the future, the work we're doing with our equity focus, the work we're doing to help marginalized populations become stable, and the fact that when we do help people pull themselves out of poverty and become stable, it's so good for this whole community, it just reinforces that, that we do indeed got this. Jackson, we got this. Collins Brothers floor covering in 15 seconds. Flush carpet, pattern carpet, commercial carpet, carpet tile, ceramic tile, porcelain tile, glass tile, decorative tile, floor tile, wall tile, shower tile, subway tile, marble tile, wood tile, vinyl tile, and much more. Collins Brothers downtown. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and Cack supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. 
Our modern facility is open seven days a week and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. You can have the same great Avenue Auto experience online. Browse our inventory, apply for financing, and get approved to get your next pre-owned vehicle entirely on our website. We'll even deliver right to your home. Visit us online today. Welcome back to the morning show. Andy, remember last week uh, we were talking about Halloween and there was this guy who decorated his home with a, a fake mannequin that was trapped under a garage door? Yes. People were calling 911? I did remember that. Well, in California, this <laughs> family's Halloween display prompted nine. One one calls. Oh my goodness! That about is... a house on fire. Um, the flames and smoke drew attention. Look at that! Isn't that amazing? That is well. Wow. <laughs> yes. yes. Riverside, California. Uh, passersby <laughs> obviously confused the orange lights and fog from a smoke machine for an actual blaze. But we got to give credit to Carmen and Travis Long. They informed the fire department ahead of time that they were going to do well, this. Well, that was nice of them. Yes. So they knew they were gonna get the, and they, the fire department put a smoke detector or a fire detector in the house so that they would know if there was a real fire. If the props caught actual right, fire. Right, yeah. Now the smoke coming out of that, I don't know if you watched yesterday's morning program, but I had talked about how I went to Aaron Dimmick's house. I heard about they that. They had a little bit of a, a, a smoke front really? area like that. None of the fake fire displays. But uh, yeah, they had a little of the smoke going. Aaron Dimmick, if he's watching, he might. He could. He might this step would be perfect. And they have and yeah, great house for Halloween too. So, is it too early to talk about um, ugly Christmas sweaters? No, I don't think so. I think it's the time of year where people are buying them actually. <laughs> well, uh, Swiss Miss has come out with a uh, sweater, which actually has um, it's fully functional in two ways. It will keep you warm during the winter season. And it comes with a pocket, a built-in insulated and zippered pocket for carrying around your favorite Swiss Miss hot cocoa flavor in a thermos. So you definitely want it in a thermos, not just a mug. Yeah, you know, people love their, love their certain products, but I don't know anyone that really, that like loves Swiss Miss that much. Do you? <laughs> no, not to get a sweater and a- No, not to do the whole kangaroo thing. Kangaroo pouch. That's, that's very nice. Hmm. So, you don't want one? I don't want one, no. I don't, I don't like that. No. <laughs> I don't like hot chocolate, but you know, we always end up with like one of those end cap hot chocolate gifts mm -hmm. around the holidays. With the marshmallows. Yeah, and, and, and let me tell you, here's a little piece of advice. Everything in that little end cap thing is expired and it tastes gross, right? <laughs> so. You're better off just going to the store and getting one packet of Swiss Miss and putting it in someone's stocking. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about those. <laughs> uh, tour bus operator in Japan noticed that people are falling asleep on the bus. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So he decided, well, I know what we'll do. We will do a five hour ride exclusively for passengers who want to take a nap. So uh, you pay anywhere from uh, 13 hmm. to 51 dollars and you get an eye mask and earplugs, and they drive you around for five hours so you can nap. Uh, looks like the media didn't really want to cover this story. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, wow. That's a wow. great idea. This is just a, we live in a strange world. I'd be afraid of sleeping on a bus because who knows what would happen to you. You know, somebody might come along and you know take, take your backpack or put something in your backpack. <laughs> Not if they're sleeping. Uh, yeah, I haven't taken like a long, a long bus ride like that before. Well, since I was in college and yeah. we, we traveled as a team, but. Who wants to? Yeah, yeah. Well, rather, rather drive, but sometimes it's the only way to travel, so. But yeah, no, I have not, I haven't been on a Greyhound bus in a long I time. I can't remember the last time I was on a Brandon Greyhound Brandon took bus. one to Louisiana once. <laughs> I took a Greyhound from Colorado back to Michigan. Oh my gosh. I mean, unbelievable. How many weeks did that take? 36 hours. Really? Oh, wow. Are you okay? 
No. Jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, that's it for today's show. Join us tomorrow. We'll have Deborah Kibitsky from Jackson County in the Jackson County Health Department. And we're told we'll have our new mayor. So join us for that. Later today on BART Show, Dr. Dan DeMoody, Kristen Maxson and Kristen Brown, Al Mellinger, Kyle Field, and Steve Tucker. That's it for today. We'll see you this afternoon. <laughs>